Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hey, everybody, what's happening? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. The show. <laughs> the show, it sounds like I'm performing. Um, so, so yeah, today I am, today I decided to talk about, um, well, I, I made a couple posts, you know, and, and they kind of both had the same theme. It's, it's about living your life your way, you know? Um, and I, I think, you know, now's the time, man, that there's so, there's so much messed up in the world and we're getting so much clarity on how messed up things are and that a lot of the ways we just kind of went about our lives because they were socially acceptable. Um, a lot of them don't really make sense. And, and the security we thought we had, like, you know, I'll get a stable, secure job and then I won't have to stress out for the rest of my life. And we're finding out that that isn't true. Um, you know, COVID can come in and change everything. And, you know, so th there's a lot of change. And when there's a lot of change, it's an opportunity to choose how you want to live. And, um, you know, so like one of the posts, I'll just kind of touch on the two posts that I had. Um, one of the posts that says the tiger and the lion may be more powerful, but the wolf does not perform in a circus. Right. So like it's, it's not, you know, sometimes we look at societal standards um, or, or, or society um, like the government, for example, or the way things are done in society. And we go, Oh, that's much more powerful like I can't just go against the tide and we can go against the tide. Like that, you know, that that's the point. Like we can go against the tide just because something like from an external perspective, we can look at the government and say, okay, well, the government's more powerful than I am because they have, you know, that they have uh, an army and, and all this stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, in that perspective, they are, but that that's not <laughs> that's not what we're dealing with. We can still choose to live our way. You know, we, we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to run around breaking laws and you know, we, we can still choose to live our way. And when there's so much up in the air and so many people are changing um, you know, going into second professions and it's, it's coming up, man, people are already doing this. So like I kind of flashed to, to my childhood. Well, you know, like, like teen years or whatever, um, my younger life, um, because as dysfunctional as I was back then, I lived with a lot of freedom. Um, because I didn't have fear of consequences. So I just did whatever I wanted. Now, you know, there's good and bad to that. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, I'm going to try to focus on the good aspects of it. Um, I wasn't doing it consciously. I didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it. And most of it was out of a frustration, rebellious, screw you energy. So, so, you know, that's a frustration energy. So, so there's negative um, consequences when you're functioning from, from a frustration energy, which I experienced a lot of those when I was younger, but I didn't mind because it, to me, living free was the most important thing. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't drink the Kool-Aid of society. I couldn't, I wanted to, I wanted to very badly. I literally tried to drink the Kool-Aid when I was a kid. I tried to behave. I tried to sit in school for years. I would try to behave myself. I didn't want to be a pain in the ass student all the time. But, you know, after by the time I hit like seventh grade year, it became very obvious that I was incapable of being who they wanted me to be. I could not sit still in class. I could not stay focused on what they were teaching. I, I was just physically incapable of doing that. You know, so what they did is they, you know, they, I'm a problem. So they just sent me to the office, sent me to the office, you know. So then, you know, your self-esteem takes blows. So finally, I just said the heck with it. You know, I'm in trouble all the time anyway. Why don't I just go do what I want? And it was a tremendous, I mean, tremendous amount of freedom when I did that. Because I was like, my life's not going to change. I'm always grounded. I'm always in trouble. I'm always sent to the office. Why don't I just do whatever I want? And my life is, I'm already experiencing all the punishments as if I was doing all the bad stuff anyway. Why don't I just go have some fun? You know, and like I said, that's, that, that's, not, that's not a way to go through life with that type of reasoning. But it did allow me to experience a high level of freedom. You know, at a young age, I literally did whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, however I wanted. And then, you know, and then it pushed me into creativity because I started looking at how systems worked so I could get what I wanted. And I didn't care who I pissed off. I didn't care who I lied to. I didn't care what they thought of me. They already thought bad of me. So, you know, <laughs> which, which leads me to my other post. The other post was like, uh, once you ruin your re reputation, you can live freely or something along those lines. And that, that, you know, that's basically what it was. I ruined my reputation. Like I didn't, I didn't care what anybody thought of me, you know, that I, I was a loser, troublemaker, problem student child anyway. Like when I was trying to be good, I was that, <laughs> you know, I was already labeled that I was already being treated like that. So, you know, once I discovered to, to just do whatever I wanted, it was like, oh, really? You think I'm bad? No kidding. I am. You know, I thought I was bad. So, so I had complete freedom, you know, and when I look back on that, it's, it's, you know, this was, this was really a big, um, a big insight that I got at some point you know, I, I don't know what it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, somewhere in my spiritual journey, I had opened enough and understood enough about myself and 
the dynamics of the world to kind of look back on my childhood. And I was like, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid. I wouldn't like, I couldn't do what they, they wanted me to do. I couldn't do that. So I just rebelled and I was like, and I knew that the path that I had chosen was the wrong path because it was so much suffering that I occurred that occurred because of it. So I was like, but, but I had this sneaking suspicion that I wasn't completely wrong. I was just partially wrong. And what I realized was that the, the not caring what people thought, embracing my freedom, choosing to live my life my way, not going by societal standards, all that stuff was was correct. That was actually good. And, you know, now that I'm older, I look at the, the, the rules that I broke and went against and I see why they were wrong. Like, like to me, you know, for, for a kid like me, school was a joke. It, I mean, it was a waste of my time. You know, it really was. I mean, I wasn't, I, I didn't learn anything that I, I use in life. You know, all it did was just lower my self-esteem and push me into alcoholism, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I learned to read and write and, and stuff like that. But I mean, as a general rule, probably 75% of what I learned in school was a complete waste of time. And, you know, after like seventh grade, I, I learned very little because I had decided that I wasn't interested in learning what they had to teach me. So what I would do is, you know, fortunately, I was intelligent enough to just pass tests whenever I wanted. So I would just do nothing until I was about to fail. And then, you know, then I'd be like, OK, what do I need to pass? Well, you need to ace the next two tests. OK, so I just go ace the next two tests. And then I would just pass because I, I always knew that I wanted to graduate high school. So I just did that. But I had no interest in learning anything for the last, you know, about six years of school, you know, <laughs> like the first six years I actually tried and I got really good grades the first six years. But then the last six years, I got horrible grades because I didn't care and I wasn't interested in it. So societal standards just didn't suit me. They didn't work for me. I understand that they, that they work for some people, but they didn't work for me. And so I just went against them, you know? So I, I, I understood that I was right to not think that societal standards were right for me, but I wasn't right about the way that I went about living my life. <laughs> you know, what I did about that fact, I wasn't, you know, and I was a kid, you know, how was I supposed to figure this stuff out? You know, I, I didn't know. Like, I just, I just knew I was, you know, and, and I asked, I mean, even when I was a kid, I'm like, you know, like, what, this is where I am. Like, I, I, I can't fit in. What do I do? No adults had any answers. Right. So, I mean, so I did the best that I could. <laughs> and a lot of people didn't like it, but whatever. So, you know, I, I grew a thick skin in a certain in a certain way, um, but living dysfunctionally has its prices, its price. So I, I paid that price with with low self-esteem and with depression and suicide 
suicidal tendencies and thoughts and and actually actions at some points um but like and alcoholism so i you know i i went about dealing with the the situation wrong but i was right about how i was looking at the situation you see so my point is is that we don't you know we have to question everything and and think outside the box and stop thinking we have to live by societal standards. We don't, and and we don't have to become dysfunctional, you know, knuckleheads to not live by societal standards. So, so, you know, we take it into my, the, the second phase of my life, which is the spiritual phase, the last 20 years, you know, I still haven't lived, by societal standards you know all my jobs said you know three jobs i had before i started my business said i needed to attend a mandatory meeting at the time i was going to be supposed to be with my son and all three times i said no i'm not going to be there you can fire me if you like but i'm going to go be with my son you know now i didn't get fired from any of those jobs but just standing up to them like that goes against societal standards most people cave when when a boss says something like that, I just didn't like, I, I, I wasn't overly fearful to me. It was like, I was doing a job that I didn't particularly like anyway. And then I was a drunk for 20 years and I basically always worked for the most part. I, I could always get a job. So I was like, if I can get a job as a drunk, I sure as heck can get a job as a sober person. I'm intelligent enough. I'm capable of enough. So they didn't have the fear over me. You see, they didn't have the fear to control me. It's like the wolf. The wolf just doesn't have the fear. So it can't be controlled because it doesn't have the fear. You see, this is, this is the point that I'm getting at. It can't be controlled because it doesn't have the fear. So you take that mentality, right? And then you look at a movement like Gandhi's movement. You can't control the Indian population. You just can't control them. So eventually, if you can't control us, you're just going to leave. And that's what they did. They left. Why? Because they can control the people. Why couldn't they control them? Because there was nothing that they could do to them that was worth losing their freedom over to walk around in their own country. And like it wasn't worth it to them. They, they just had no fear. They were just like, no, I'm just not. So then then the government lost control over them and they ended up leaving. You see, so this is this is what I'm talking about. This is how we can live. We have to, you know, like we have so much more control over our lives. We have so much more options. Like there are so many people, so many people. I can't even count how many people talk to me about being trapped in a job. I mean, I can't even count. It's endless. I mean, I would venture to say that at least 50% of the people in developed countries feel trapped in their jobs, maybe more. It's, it's, it's an epidemic of people who feel that they're trapped in their jobs. And we're finally starting to get out of that because people have been pushed to a level where it's 
it's they're incapable of of putting up with the BS any longer. It's just too much, you know. And you see it in especially the 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 two fields that you see it the most in are, are school teachers and healthcare, you know, because those people, most people that get into to, to teaching or into the healthcare industries are very large-hearted people. They want to help other people. So unfortunately, we don't a lot of big hearted people aren't good at setting boundaries. They just want to be nice all the time. So people walk all over them and abuse them. And that's what we've seen in the healthcare industry and in the teaching community for many, many years, the teachers and the nurses and, and that they're, they're, they're getting it from every end, man. They're getting it from the teacher, uh, from the parents, from the students, from the principal, from the superintendent, from the government, and the, the nurses are getting it from the doctors, the administration, the, all the red tape that goes. I mean, they, they are just literally abused. And they finally got pushed to the point where they couldn't take it anymore. And they started quitting. You know, and most people look at the, that like it's a bad thing. And I'm just like, yes, finally, finally, they've suffered enough where they've said enough is enough. I can't do this anymore. And, and, they, and they walked out. You know, and it's beautiful because it's, you know, they, they're really the, 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 at the forefront of this, because I think that they're being affected the most because of what I said, you know, they, they, they were abused more than others. So, and they're big hearted people and they can only take so much. So, you know, so this is, it's, it's more obvious with them and they're at the forefront, but this has affected the whole job industry, you know, the whole employee market there's there's an employee shortage <laughs> they, they say that there's an employee shortage there's no employee shortage there's plenty of people to work these jobs there's just a shortage of people who are allowing themselves to be abused by their job that's what there's a shortage of there's a shortage of people who will allow themselves to be abused at work that's what there's a shortage of which is beautiful. You know, this is, this is how the change ushers in. When we finally stand up and say, no, like just, it's just not worth it anymore. I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I just can't live like this anymore. And people think at first glance that that's such a horrible thing. And it's the most beautiful thing. That's when you actually change. What's horrible, like I have no fear of going through difficult times. I have a fear of missing my life. I have a fear of putting up with crap for five years, 10 years, and then waking up and looking back and realizing that I crapped away five or 10 years of my life, just putting up with crap. That, when I think about me doing that to myself, it gives me the willies. I'm like, oh, oh. Like, I, I, I can't even... I can't even handle the thought of it. I will not do that. That's unacceptable to me. What is acceptable is going through good times, bad times, because that's just life. It's going to happen. You know, we try, we, we allow this abuse because, you know, uh, and, and these the societal things, most of the society's standards don't make sense. You're, 
you're not going to go get good grades in school and then go get good grades in college and then get the job of your dreams and then meet the right spouse and then have the right kids in the right house and live the American dream. It's not going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen for a small percentage of people, very small. And even them, a lot of them, they'll, they'll probably get sick of their jobs too. So a lot of think, question everything and choose what's right for you because we can do it now. We can start businesses online. We can, we can do whatever we want. we want. We can travel. Like if you're in a developed country, like the United States, for example, you can basically hop on a plane and go anywhere in the world. Like I didn't realize this because I never traveled internationally, but now, you know, I, I live in the Dominican Republic and, you know, the, the Dominicans over here, they're like, and the Haitians on the other side, they're like, they would do anything to be able to get off of this island. They can't. Like, they, they can't just go buy a plane ticket and go to the United States or most other places in the world. They can't just do that. You know, you can. <laughs> the, the, the people in the United States and Canada and, and Europe and the developed countries, like, you can hop on a plane and just go visit things. You know, there's so much out there. There, there are so many opportunities out there. there. Like, we have to start letting go of the fear because that's how they control us. We have to start understanding that the way, you know, look at society. I, I know that this is so weird to me. I talk about this often. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, man. I get it. I get, I understand it. I get it. And, but at the same time, I've seen through this for so long that it's like, is obvious and as plain as a nose on my face. So, so as much as I understand why it's like this, there's another part of me that goes, why don't you see it? Like, if you look at, you know, what we, we think society is outside of us. We look at society and we go, oh my God. Like you talk to anybody and say, are there a lot of problems in society? They're like, oh yes, yes. And then they go, are, are, you, um, are you living your life? Are you living your best life? Are, are, are you a good person? Are you doing your best, you know, like living your best life and all that stuff? And they're like, oh, I'm out there trying. And then they really believe that they're trying and they're not. They're, they're completely out of touch with what their best life is. They're just so consumed by maintaining their life and, and, and not losing their house or son, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a trap. Like the society has created a trap, like over here in the DR, right? The average person makes like 250 to 350 us dollars a month. That's pennies, extreme poverty over here. Right. However, you can rent a room for you and your child to live for I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think in pesos now, which is, which is a, a good thing, <laughs> but let's see. So for about 50 bucks a month, 
you know. So 50 bucks a month, you can have a room. Now, a room isn't good enough for most people in the United States, but a lot of people over here, it is. So, so like, you know, so maybe double that a hundred bucks a month and you could maybe, you know, I mean, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. The standards are much different over here. It's nothing special, but it will get you by, you have a place to sleep, you know? Um, and so, and we look at this and we go, oh my God, that's so horrible. These people have no options over here. They, they, they're, they're trapped, right? And they are. That you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that that ain't true. It's extreme poverty over here, and it's very difficult. The United States is not much further behind. It's just that the standards are higher. So, like, so you know, over there, the 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 difference is is over here, you 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 stay in a room or a little shack, and you have no extra money and you're broke and you can't move forward in your life. In the United States, you have a one bedroom and probably some decent furniture, but you're trapped in that. You're still trapped like, or a two bedroom or apartment or something, you know, but you still have no extra money. If, you know, most people don't have enough money to handle a, a, a $500 emergency. If it happens, they're screwed. Like they, they don't have 500 extra dollars in the bank to handle an emergency that comes up. So like this, the, our, our way of living, <laughs> my point is our way of living isn't working. Like it's not, we're working. It, it, it you know, it's like swimming upstream. You, you're just paddling and paddling and paddling and you're not getting anywhere. And then if you're not savvy enough, like to, to like, you know, I was fortunate where my father taught me about money and about how the world works in a lot of ways and how the government will steal everything from you if you're, if you're not careful. So like, I've always known this stuff and it surprises me how much people don't know, you know, but don't know that that's what happens. So it's like, if you can't just go buy a house work, pay it off, and then, you know, get older, start getting sick, go into a retirement home, and your kids get your house, or even you get the money from your house. No, the government will steal it. They just go, no, we're, we're claiming that house because now we're going to use it to pay for your, your health care. You know, like, and, and then, and, and then the kids end up, <laughs> and then the parents die, and the kids end up owing tens of thousands of dollars of taxes on the thing and trying to figure out how to pay for funerals that they can't afford because they're in the trap too. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm saying. Like the system is so out of whack and we have to wake up. But the reason that people aren't seeing it is because it's the frog story, you know, the frog on the stove. It's like if, you know, they say if you put a frog in a pot of water and on the stove and just turn up the heat gradually, it'll get hotter and hotter and, and the frog won't jump out and it'll boil to death and die. Like, <laughs> but if you put a frog and drop it into boiling water, it'll jump out. So what happens is the frog's body gets used to it. And that's what's been happening to us. They've been funneling money upwards for 
since the United States was founded in the United States, they've been doing it and they've been doing it all around the world too. So they've been funneling money upwards to the point where it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And now we can't really swim anymore. It's like you, 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 you can't handle it anymore. And people have really low quality of life. All you're doing is most people are in debt. You know, you're swimming upstream at a job that you hate living in debt and just maintaining and stressed out all the time about money and life and how much of an asshole your boss is and all this stuff. And you call that living. It's not living. It's not living. Like we have to understand at this point, it's really not worth it to continue playing society's game the way they have it laid out. It's just not worth it. And once you realize that that's where your freedom comes in because then they can't control you because then you don't have a fear of consequences. You're like, my life sucks anyway. I'm miserable. I just pissed away the last 10 years swimming upstream, getting nowhere. And if I don't do something different, I'm going to spend the next 10 years doing it, the next 40 years doing it. And then have the government yank my house at the end of it. <laughs> so everything I worked for, I lost. So like, you know, now is the time. Now is the time. The change is here. So, you know, start understanding. Look at your government and how much they lie to you. Look, why was Walmart open? If we can't, if COVID spreads and we have to minimize groups of people, why was Walmart open and all the mom and pop small businesses closed? Doesn't Walmart hold many more people than the small mom and pop stores? Yes, of course they do right? It doesn't make any sense. They're funneling money. Just look, Google how much money was funneled up. I, I think I did that once quite a while ago. It's trillions, trillions of dollars. I believe that during COVID was the largest shift of money, you know, trillions and trillions, possibly tens of trillions or hundreds of trillions of dollars, whatever it was, that went from the middle and lower class up to the upper class. Largest transfer in wealth, I believe, in history. Like at some point, guys, you you know, you just got to be like, this is ridiculous. My life is getting harder and harder and harder. I'm stressed out all the time. I'm not living like this anymore. And when you get to that point, that's where your freedom begins. Then you go, you know what? I'm going to do what I want. And then what happens is when you align with your passion what you really want to do, energy flows like that. That's what, see, everything is energy and it's alignment. It's not time. You don't have to spend 30 years getting good at a profession before you're good at it or before it makes you money or some other BS freaking societal standard that they taught you. Like all you got to do is align with your passion and you're gone. Like I had my own, I just started a life coaching business. I didn't know what I was doing. And we, and I was working as a personal trainer and 80% of my income was coming from personal training when I started my life coaching business and opened up my business. Within a year and a half, my income went from 80% personal training to 20% personal training and 80% and everything else. Life coaching, all the spiritual work that I wanted to do. So I could let go of the spirit, you know, that's in a year and a half. Whoop. 
Why? Because it was my passion. It was what I was supposed to be doing. You have more energy. You have more life force flowing through you when you're in alignment. You know, it's in, it, it's enthusiasm energy. It's which which comes from, I believe, the Greek in theos, which is in God. When you're in alignment with yourself, you're in alignment with God. And that's when your enthusiasm comes out. Enthusiasm is high energy. Motivated energy. You know, I mean, I, I like I get my son off to school in the morning and work all day coaches soccer team in the afternoon, um, come home dinner and sitting there watching some TV with him with my laptop, just doing marketing stuff or whatever for my business. And it wasn't like, I mean, you know, it was a lot, <laughs> it was a lot, but it didn't feel like a lot at the time. You know, I mean, it, I, you know, I have to be honest. I mean, there were times that it was a lot in the moment, you know, but for the most part, I was working towards something. It was worth it because I was building something that I wanted that was in alignment with me. And I didn't have a boss. Like I, I know, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to start their own business. Um, you know, you can go work for other companies that treat their employees better. Or maybe that's your move. Um, but for me personally, I'm so against anybody telling me what to do in any way, shape or form ever that me not having a boss was completely worth that. Me being able to coach my son's soccer teams was completely worth it to me. The freedom that I got was completely worth it to me. So sitting there with a laptop at 11 o'clock at night, poking away at stuff that I was interested in it, you know it was manageable it it was it was still it wasn't easy but it was it was in alignment with me and that's what made it worth it i wasn't doing it for somebody else so this is what you need to do you need to start living your life for you and stop the fear and the conditioning from these oh well you have to do this you you have to be do this. You have to be logical and smart about stuff. Most of most of what society teaches you does does not hold weight if you really dissect it. It's just simply not true. You know, there is no such thing as a safe job. Are some jobs somewhat more stable than others? Yeah. Yeah, some of them, somewhat, but they're not stable. There are no stable jobs. There's no such thing as a stable job. And people work so hard and push so many dreams aside for stability. Stability does not exist. There's no such thing as stability. We live in an ever-changing reality. If you have $100 million in the bank, that can be gone tomorrow. Does it happen a lot? No, not really. But it can. You know, many people like started businesses and all this stuff and, and, and lived... 20 years, 50 years, sometimes generational businesses, right? Like, so maybe you had a three generation business that just, that's how your family th 
thrived for three generations and then COVID hits and you're closed out of business, done. There's no stability in that. They thought there was three generations was like, yeah, it's stable. Of course it's stable. Look it. We've been fine for three generations. Then all of a sudden, boom. My point is you never know. You never know because you're not in control of it. So there is no stability. We live in an ever-changing reality. Don't chase stability. Chase your dreams. Chase your freedom. You know, you're only here for a while. I mean, don't waste it doing stuff that you don't want to do. <laughs> you know? It's okay if you fail. It's okay if you leap and you fail. You pick yourself up and do something else. At least you're doing something that feeds your soul that you want to do. You know, so, so I'll wrap up with this. It's, it's the, it's, it's the fear that controls us, you know, and sometimes it's societal domestication, the way we've been raised. This is why I keep saying question everything because you're living your life. And, and so am I. Like I on, I would say probably once a week, I recognize something that is that I just assumed like I was just domesticated by society to believe that that's just how things are. And I catch something and I'm constantly questioning things. So probably about once a week, I just go, oh, my God. Because I'm always going, is that true? You know, I'm always asking myself that. So I wish I could give you guys an example right now. I don't know. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to come up with one I've used in the past as opposed to a more current one. Because nothing's coming to me. But but like um, you know, well, that what I was talking about before, you know, like, oh, if you go to school, get good grades, you go to college, and then you'll have a happy life. None of those things have anything to do with happiness, and they don't guarantee you a job that you want. And that so th there's there's no truth to that. There isn't. You know, school, school is good for you. No, it's not. It's not good for a lot of people. It's good for some. But the way school system is set up, it's not good for many, many, many kids. <laughs> you know, so like, and, and we just, what what's going on with the kids? We're jamming them into a school system that doesn't serve them. <laughs> you know, our healthcare system is a mockery. Like our qual... I, I just saw something today that, that our life expectancy is actually going down. The United States spends more money on healthcare than any other country, and our life expectancy is going down because of a model that we set up, like back in the 60s or 70s, to enhance profits. Like, it, it's just, <laughs> you know, the way things are run are literally silly. You know, they're, they're just, they're, they're not for you. The government doesn't care about you. They got, they're, they're not, you can't wait for them to save you or, 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 or pass a law. So your life gets better. Like, or you're, you're, you're like most people are, 
are like spending all their energy trying to vote for one of these two parties that both lie all the time. Like constantly, it's all they do is lie. Democrats and Republicans, it's all they do is lie. Always, all the time, lie. And people are like, yeah, but I like some of their policies better. It, it, it doesn't matter. They lie. They don't care about you. They're just trying to get power for their party. That's it. It's all they care about. And line their pockets with the money they do get it. Like, stop putting your hope in, in, in a group of people that have shown themselves to be dishonest and not care about you Time, countless times. Literally hundreds of thousands of times they've lied to you. Stop putting your faith in them and the systems that they represent. And start thinking outside the box and just create your own life, man. Whatever you want to do, just go do it. Create your own life. Doesn't matter what you do. I don't, I don't care if it's a freaking hobby. I just, I just want, you know, the whole point of this podcast is that I, I really love people. Like, <laughs> I really love people and I want, to, to see people just meandering through life, acting like victims of society and bosses and governments and, and just pissing away 20, 40 years of their life in misery, swimming upstream, never getting anywhere and not experiencing any happiness. I mean, half the country is on antidepressants. Like why? The, the, now all of a sudden everybody just stopped producing endorphins <laughs> no it's because nobody likes their life they don't experience happiness on a regular basis so of course they're depressed so start doing things to experience happiness you know maybe it is just chain like staying at your job or going to a different place that treats you a little better um so and and having a little bit more vacation time maybe that's it Maybe you just change jobs just so you can get some more vacation time or your hours like you go in a little earlier or you work from home two days. It doesn't matter. Whatever you can do to just loosen the, this pressure that's on you so you can just go have some fun, so you can take your kid to the park, so you can sit on a bench and stare at a freaking bird for 15 minutes. I don't care. Just enjoy your life. That's the whole point of it. Take your life back and enjoy it in whatever way suits you. You know, they can't control you. This, this societal structure that's in place, the hippies knocked all that down. They, they blew holes in it back 40 years ago, man. They showed us. They shook it to its core. They showed us all the problems with the government and, and, and corporate America and organized religion. They, like all that stuff, they shook it. So let's take the work that they did back then and learn from it and go, yeah, okay, we, you know, we don't have to live by societal standards. We should follow our hearts a little bit more. This is my life. I should live it my way, right? That's what I want you guys to do. So good luck. I hope this helps. Um, of course, reach out if you need me. You know, I, I've lived this way, uh, maybe dysfunctionally, but free when I was younger. 
and I've lived this way functionally and free when I was older. But the but the common denominator is I lived free since I was about 13, 14 years old, all the way up to I'm almost 55, I think. <laughs> so I've got a lot of experience at this. And there's nothing special about me. You can do it too. You know, it's just I made the decision. And that's all it is. You can make the decision. So let me know if I can help. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk with you soon. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter. Or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly. 